What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. Today is Monday, October 3rd. Already it's October, man. Uh, it's playoff time, almost playoff time. We have decision day coming up next weekend. The LA Galaxy got a big clinching um, draw, which, uh, you know, gave them a playoff berth. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a while since the Galaxy have been in the playoff. It was, they did a fan appreciation night. Um, they weren't able to get the win, but they got the draw. They clinched the playoff. And a lot of things happened for the Galaxy uh, over the MLS weekend, which kept them in fourth. And now, potentially, they could move up to third. But here to help me talk all things LA Galaxy, we got Alex Reese once again. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Gio. How are you doing this Monday? Good, man. Good. Look, saw, saw the Galaxy play. What was a Saturday? Got the opportunity to go to the Bad Bunny concert as well. So it was a it was a fun weekend, you know. I had a fun, and I got to see you. It's been a minute. I got to see you. It's been a while. It was. I you think know. it might have been the, the best weekend of your year so far. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just, it was a, it was just a cherry on top. Once I once I got to talk to you, you know, give you a little bit of life advice, you know, that we won't <laughs> necessarily get too much into, <laughs> but just joke around. But no, it, it was it was it was a good weekend. Um, you know, anytime you know you can partake and you know cool things. Um, obviously like going to a concert and going to a sporting, a sporting event, um, you know, and getting to talk to Alex is always, is always a pleasure. What about you? How, how was your weekend outside, uh, the, the galaxy game? Uh, pretty good. Uh, it was a busy all day Saturday. So Sunday as well too, Just getting work done out and writing stuff for the striker. So definitely if you know, you're listening, check out the striker as well. So, uh, yeah, aside from that, you know, just watching NFL as well, it's back. I haven't really yeah. been able to enjoy it as much, you know, covering soccer now, like, you know, for the striker, like that's my attention on, but it's still pretty cool to, you know, just watch that. And I guess, you know, kind of use that to relax. So uh, aside from that, it was a busy weekend. Yeah. You, you mentioned a thing. Sometimes it's like watching so much soccer, right. And then, you know, it, it is sometimes good just to like watch other sports, at least for me or watch something else. Or I know I'm not really too much of a show person, but I've been watching now that I've been watching, I've just been going to so many like sporting events or just soccer events now, like, I just started watching um, the Game of Thrones or no, the, the House of Dragons. House of Dragons. Yeah. yeah. I just started watching that. And I'm, I've never been too much into the shows and stuff. But now, like, I find that it's, it's kind of good to get away, get away from the sports. I still watch, you know, the NFL and, and stuff. But I'm like, sometimes I just need something else. And I'll watch that every because it comes on every Sunday. I'm just like, you know, yeah. now I'm hooked. Now I'm hooked. I've been watching it. It was like last night was season uh, episode seven. Um but yeah, yeah. If you guys if you guys haven't seen it, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, if you don't have HBO or HBO Max, do what I did. Ask your brother, uh, ask your siblings, anybody that has an account, girlfriend, you know, boyfriend, whoever's listening, you know, ask them for their account. Because um, me, I'm just like I'm not. I'm invested in that show, but I'm not invested in anything else for me to invest my money. But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> my brother has it, so I was like, hey, let me let me watch uh, watch the first episode, and then I was like, okay, then I then I got hooked. So now now I look forward to it. Yeah, you got, you got to think, find ways to you know adapt to the situation. So there, Gio exactly, doing that exactly, right exactly. There. <laughs> uh, so after that free promo for 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 HBO, there, uh, let, let's talk about the Galaxy. Uh, they got they got the playoff berth. But I want to talk about the atmosphere, Alex, because I had I had to ask this to Jonathan Bond, because um, to me it felt like a playoff. It felt like a playoff game, and you know, outside of the derby games, outside you know, LFC versus LA Galaxy, to me, um, the Dignity Hill Sports Park has not felt like like how it was yesterday, rocking in a long time. And it was a long time, you know. You had people 
you know, uh, up in the, you know, the grass area. It was, it was just, it was a packed house. It was awesome to see. Let's talk about the atmosphere and, and what you thought of it. Yeah, it was definitely amazing. I mean, you know, even just getting off the freeway, right? There's like so much traffic of people trying to head to the stadium as well. And and as you mentioned, the grass berm was like full with people. Like they've had people up there, but I don't think it's been to that capacity in that area. So that was a first for me. And, you know, Angel City Brigade was rocking. LA Ride Squad was rocking. You know, everybody was there to watch the LA Galaxy play soccer. And I mean, they played some amazing soccer the last nine games, really, ever since, you know, Ricky Puj and Gaston Brugman and Chicharita have all really started clicking. So, you know, people want to watch this team and they've been playing really good soccer. And I, I think, you know, it was very much needed, especially what was on the line in this game, uh, a playoff berth with a win or a draw. And I think, you know, the fans definitely were the 12th man in this game. There was a lot of officiating calls that were kind of shaky or that needed video assistant referee. And, you know, the crowd was definitely. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You know, into that and, you know, being active in that way as well. So I think, you know, we saw a glimpse of, you know, a playoff atmosphere at that stadium and there's still a potential very high potential actually that we could get a home playoff game there so it couldn't it's probably not the last time we see that at dignity health sports park this season yeah no and it would be awesome and i i had asked this question to jonathan bond and he he mentioned it that um he mentioned along the lines he was saying he's like i knew how loud it was because i was even trying to yell at my teammates you know just certain instructions certain things to do he said i had to keep repeating myself he had to keep repeating himself so i mean that that's a good problem to have because you know when you when you have have the dignity health sports park rocking like that you know you have the emotion every every single play you know and you, and you talk about you know even uh even in the penalty calls or anything like that you know when it's a packed stadium like that Fans do have, you know, like you said, the 12th man do have a lot of influence on over potentially what the referee will do, what VAR will do, and all those different things. And, it, and it, you know, talk about home field advantage. You know, they, the Galaxy right now currently sit in fourth place. They have a, a, a slim possibility. I don't know how it is. If they win, they got, what is it? I think they got to win uh, against the Houston, against Houston Dynamo, and then FC Dallas has to lose. Um, uh, yeah, basically, they, they'll get a home playoff game. If they win against Houston, it's as simple as that. If they win against Houston because um, they'll have the tiebreaker on wins on Nashville. But if Dallas loses to um, whoever they're playing Sporting on Decision Day, they can yeah they can possibly go up to third. So right. that's the highest yeah. the Galaxy can go. That would be that would be something if if they fall into third because then because um, if you're in fourth, then you know I guess sitting in third it, it, it'd be better. Uh, just you yeah. know. You you be, you be able to get. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be easy in the playoffs, but you get easier opponents, right? Because I think what the, the number two seed will face seven seed, the number three seed will face the sixth seed, and then the fourth seed will face the fifth seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that would be if all according to plan, everything goes according to plan. The Galaxy, you know, get the win against the Dynamo. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll pretty much secure, like you said, a, a home playoff game. And then you know, if, if everything, you know, if, if Dallas, you know, doesn't do good. They 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 
don't get the job done, then you know we could see Galaxy in the third seed and whoever plays in the sixth seed. Because yeah, it's I mean it's very be... much possible because Dallas aren't really playing that good, and Sporting Kansas City have been looked really good the last eight games of the season. So it's very very possible that we can get an LA Galaxy home game because I think Dallas just right now just isn't in in good form, and they're facing a team that is in good form. So I think it's very possible that they can get up to third. But again, they need to at least get a win in Houston and. You know, knowing the Galaxy's history with Houston on Decision Day, it's usually not that simple. Yeah, but the, well, the the good thing is, um, they got the they they got they got the you know, they, they clinched the playoffs. So obviously, you know, like that pressure is off. But I think they're they're definitely gonna still want to go and obviously, you know, get, get the win out there um, in Houston. I want to look. Uh, I just want to look at obviously this team. To me, this is what the potential starting lineup is going to be for the playoffs. I, I think this is probably we see Greg Vanny go um, with the four three three. You had obviously you had Martin Caceres. You know you had Raheem Edwards on the left side. Um, you had Sega Koulibaly, um, and you know you had obviously Jonah Rajo. And the midfield is going to be Ricky Puj, um, Gaston Bar. Brugman, excuse me, and then Marky Delgado and obviously Chicharito, um, Douglas Costa up top. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is going to be the, the starting lineup uh, for for the come playoff time. What do you think? Yeah, and I think Grant, it's set in stone on this Grant, sir, Sorry. Yeah, it's set in, set in stone already. I think, you know, the 433, you get the best out of the players. You know, you get some speed on the wings. You get, you know, that trident of that midfield that really has been one of the best midfields in MLS of late. And I think defensively, having Martin Cáceres in there for Derek Williams has been a big upgrade when it comes to not only playing out of the back, but I think just having that leadership and experience that Cáceres has. Um, you know, he's played for some of the biggest clubs in the world. He's played in World Cups. He knows what it's like, you know, to manage a defense, be part of a back line in the most high-pressure situations. So I think, you know, having him in there is definitely extremely helpful. And I think he complements Sega Koulibaly really well as there. But I think Greg Vanny, like, one thing you can cross off is, like, he knows what he wants to play, who he wants to play, how he wants to play. And I think, you know, the team, when they've played in this formation, uh, they've looked really good and they've been the better team um, on the pitch in the last two games they played like this. Last uh, weekend against Real Salt Lake and then a couple of weeks before against Colorado where they really dominated. And to me, the biggest thing um, has been the the, the midfield. Uh, we'll get Stone Bergman. Um, you know, obviously Ricky Puj, he's he's made a he's made the biggest uh, difference in the midfield than Marky Delgado. You know, we've seen them, <clears throat> we've seen how they they're able to dominate dominate that midfield. And you know, and Ricky Puj is so good in tight spaces. You know, uh, Greg Vanny referred to him, uh, I think, in practice as a slippery player when it comes in there. And I think that's just is it's just so smooth on how he's able to break break the lines because as soon as you get the ball, everybody's looks looks to him. You know, when, when when they're trying to break the lines, when they're trying to move move around, especially if they get that high pressure. And he's he's so good on the ball. And I think that's what I've really enjoyed. And you see how how passionate he plays with 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 his teammates and stuff. Even when he gets fouled, you know, he, he, he I think he, he went up against one RSL player because he was he kept getting fouled. And I think he, he had enough and he just went toe to toe toe to toe with him. And I think that's what the galaxy need, you know. Look, Ricky Puj is not the biggest guy on the field. I think everybody knows that. Everybody can see that. But I think you you cannot deny his passion, his fire, uh, the way he plays. You know, because he just he's just he just plays bigger than what he physically is. And I think I just love watching him play because he just plays like I said with the, so much the passion and and it's fun to watch him assist or 
gives some of those passes. You know, I enjoy it. Uh, talk about a little bit about Ricky Puj and what what you've enjoyed so far. Yeah, he's been absolutely incredible. I mean, everything you could have asked for in a player at the middle of the season to kind of inject new life into the galaxy. He's brought all of that, like the energy you mentioned that he has. And, you know, he, he has the passion and desire out there on the pitch to be the best. I mean, I remember in his introductory press conference, he talked about how, you know, he doesn't like to lose and how that while there will be some pressure on him to perform, he welcomes it. He wants it. He wants to be able to put out a show and be able to, you know, show his what, you know, made him a big prospect in Barcelona. He wants to show, you know, the quality of player that he is. And I think he's just been really helping to elevate this galaxy and especially this midfield. Like compared to earlier in the season, this midfield is completely different than the beginning of the year. Like Ryan Revelison, like, you know, who left midway through the season was sold to France. Like he, he struggled to fit into this midfield and it was really hard for the galaxy to play how they wanted to play in possession because while Revelson, you know, is a good passer. I, I never really saw him as the type of player to have good composure for 90 minutes. And at times was a liability when it came to the build out for the Galaxy. But Puj and Brugman have really, really helped this team out. And I think Puj being able to be such an attacking oriented player has really helped. He averages around 10 progressive carries a game, which is the highest in MLS so far. And that's really what's been helping the Galaxy score goals and be more goal dangerous and be the better teams in the games that they've played in because he he's thinking forward first. He's not trying to, you know, uh, bring it back to the back line, rebuild again. No, he's able to use his vision, spray it out wide, you know, maybe see a player next to him and, you know, one, two simple passes there just to open up some more pockets of space. And he just does that so easily. And ju- it's just so simple to watch him play because he doesn't overcomplicate things. He's good on the ball, able to, you know, spin out a spin out of pressure, being able to pass the ball and just get the Galaxy in a good, consistent rhythm, which is when they're at their best, when they're playing with speed, when they have a rhythm, and they're able to just attack you directly. Yeah, no, and, and you mentioned it, one of those things is like before Ricky Ricky was on the team, they would pass the ball back to the defense instead of trying to trying to whoever was in the midfield. I know you mentioned Ryan. I completely had forgot about him because of how you know exciting Ricky Pooch has been. You know, um, but like yeah, I, I would agree with you. It's just, it's just it's just different. And when you have a player that's offensive mind and is looking you know, to turn and see how he gets to the ball, Chicharito, how he break those, break those lines. I think that's been the biggest difference. And I think it's also relieved a lot of pressure on the defense, relieved a lot of pressure, uh, obviously, up top with Chicharito. But then, and I've really enjoyed it. I think you're, you're seeing more things, you know, like a player like Douglas Costa is able to excel a little bit more. Um, let's talk about him. Um, obviously, outside of, you know, Ricky Push, he did miss the PK. But, you know, even though he missed the PK to me, I think he he still had a had a great, great game. Um they did get another PK. Um, you know, it was in a well, it was a pass from Ricky Puj to Chicharito. He got fouled down there, and then Douglas Costa ste- uh, steps up. So obviously, I think that's the one thing this team, um, the biggest Achilles for this team is is the PKs. They've gotten uh, who was it? Kevin Baxter was telling you they got in fourteen PKs this season. Uh, that is the most in the league. Fourteen PKs. Uh, that's insane. What they co- only converted, what was it, eight of the 14 or something? Well, like before that? before yeah. Douglas's, yeah, it was eight of 13. Now, with Douglas's penalty, it's nine, nine of uh, 14. 14, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is crazy. Um, you know, because I was thinking, it was like, look, if there was a, you know, Chicharito was able to convert, he probably had 31 goals or close to 30 goals, you know. 14 people yeah. is insane. So obviously we're seeing right now, we're seeing Douglas Costa go up and step up and, and buries the, the PK and he, he ended up tying this game. 
Um, I think he was almost, I don't know if he was ready. To, he was about to come out until that PK happened because I think we saw Dayhan warming up and then Dayhan went back to the bench as soon as that PK happened. And I think that that kind of boosted a little bit more of uh, Douglas Costa's confidence because I think you and I were talking like him and Grand Sir um, were playing about the same. Like we couldn't tell who who was having a better or, or not so good game. And obviously this kind of just changed uh, the game a little bit for, for Douglas Costa. And I think this was also a confidence booster. And I like as soon as the, the penalty, you know, he got fouled in the penalty or Chicharito got fouled. He went for the ball. He was the one taking it. Talk about that. And uh, now Douglas Costa potentially now going to be taking the PKs moving forward. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it in the press box. Like, Douglas Costa has been the guy who's taken all the set pieces for the Galaxy when it comes to corner kicks, free kicks. I mean, in this game, he had, like, a free kick from maybe 35 yards out, mm-hmm. and he was able to test the keeper. Like, that ball had some good pace and good spin to it. And, you know, he's got that technical ability to do that. Like, there's no question or doubt about it. Um, and I think now, definitely for sure, Costa has to be the penalty taker. I mean, he has the experience to do so. I mean, he's four for four in his career when it comes to penalties. He's yet to miss from the spot um, in his career. And again, it just comes to, you know, being able to find a guy to be to do set pieces. Last year, it was kind of a rotation between Vasquez, Efrain Alvarez at times, and even Chicharito at times on who would take uh, the corners, who would take the free kicks. And I think now one thing that's like assured is like Costa is the guy when it comes to the dead ball situations. I mean, all his four goals, all of his four goals have been scored you know, during dead ball situations, penalties to, uh, the last game, and then free kicks the last couple of uh, last couple of goals too. So I think they have that person there um, and a defined role for Costa now. I mean, you can talk about how underwhelming his season could have been, but I think if you have him play this role very well in a position where the Galaxy have really struggled in all season long and have been yet to find the guy to do the penalties, if he can just be the penalty person to convert them consistently and, you know, continue to be a threat from free kicks, I, I think, you know, that's just that's what the Galaxy need at the right time of the year. Yeah, no, I would agree. I, I definitely like him taking the penalties um, moving forward. And I think for me, I had asked him after the game about him, you know, him being a, a, a he could be a difference maker. He has the talent to be the difference maker, but he hasn't played. Uh, I think it's been a while. He hasn't played full, full 90 minutes. You know, I think, I think he's that, only done it once this year. Yeah. And I think that was you look if you're a DP is franchise player. And then he just he just answered it. Um, he just, just paraphrasing here. He just said that there's obviously there's other players. There's a lot of talent on this team, um, and I and I would agree with that. But I just think when you're a DP player, you should be playing you know as close to 90 minutes or be more consistent because he is a difference maker when he when he's on. And obviously after that PK, we we started to see him uh, you know do a little bit more things and you know change the change the rhythm of the of the game. Um, but yeah, but overall, yeah, Douglas Costa, me moving forward, I would like for him to take those PKs because, um, yeah, like you said, he, he's, he, he's, he's shown that he scored. Yeah, you're right. He scored all his goals from, 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 uh, what was it? Three free kicks now? Yeah. And three then, free uh, kicks. Yeah. And a PK that, that, that to me is, uh, it's pretty insane. Uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, Jonathan Bond. Jonathan Bond had, uh, literally the save that saved, uh, or that I would say clinch helped clinch the the playoffs for them outside of Douglas Costa. He had an incredible save inside the box. Um, he had a solid performance in this game. We'll see it right there. It's just I don't know how the RSL player missed it. I think he had two opportunities there. Yeah, he had two. Jumping. He had that, this one where it was just like a point blank range in the six yard box, and another one when no defenders were near him, and he just puts it over the crossbar. That and that to me, I, 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 when I saw like this ball coming in, and I was like, "Oh, damn, that's a goal!" And then I was like, "How did Jonathan Bond get to that ball?" 
Um, yeah, but talk talk about him and his, his performance and what you like and what you saw. Yeah, I think it's been really good. You know, uh, one of the things I've talked about with Jonathan Bond is, I guess, you know, his lack of assertiveness when it comes to corners and set pieces. I think that's really been one of the weak things that I've seen from Bond, but he looked really good when it comes to high claims from crosses in the box or corners. Like, that's what I want to see from, like, him a lot more and be able to kind of make sure the set pieces aren't a threat for the Galaxy. And he's really worked and improved on that and props to him for, you know, improving his game on that aspect. And again, there's no doubt about his shot stopping ability. Like he's able to do these quick reflex saves where, you know, he's reacts so quickly in, in the corners. He's, you know, great in positioning himself. I mean, look, just he doesn't have to move much to make that save because he's already in position to, you know, just move his body in a certain direction and get to the ball there. So I think he, he had an excellent performance on the night. I think the only real thing you can kind of say is like distribution from him still needs some work. But aside mm-hmm. from that, he's doing the goalkeeper fundamental things like shot stopping, positioning and being able to, you know, claim crosses in the box extremely well. And I think he's going to be a really key factor when it comes to the Galaxy's playoff push and potential push for a sixth trophy this year. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. I think, uh, um, you know, his positioning was right on the play. Um, I think the only the only thing that we've noticed, I think I think everybody's noticed is his distribution this year, because I didn't notice um, last year or maybe I just don't recall it. I didn't notice it as being as as, as bad as it's been this year. Um, but, yeah, if he's able to limit that, I think, you know, if he's able to just, you know, do what he does inside the box and have those saves, I think I would agree with you. It just if he's able to distribute the ball a little quicker, a little bit better, because uh, sometimes the ball just goes out, uh, out of yeah, bounds. It goes very out of bounds often. And I was like, yeah, and I was that, like, that's there's the only no thing way. that I have to say about him. Yeah. Yeah. There, that, there's no way uh, that should be happening. Um, so, yeah, like, yeah, the, he has to clean that up. But I, I'll tell them that um, I like what Jonathan Bond has been doing. Um, and how he's he's been forming and he had a you know he had a big game big save in that in that game for the other galaxy um but yeah let, let's talk, let's talk about this uh, i was fan appreciate appreciation night um uh obviously we saw you know the players uh congratulate we even saw what was it jo- jovan uh dehan jovalich he he got what was it player or what was he la rice LA player name, of the year name, name player of the year obviously uh dehan hasn't you know, was didn't wasn't able to make an impact in this game. You know, he came in a little bit later. But let, let's talk about Dehan and how loved he is with the with the other Galaxy fans and, and the community. Yeah, I mean, he's really become like a cult hero. Really, I mean, when he came on for Chicharito, like there was like a second wave of energy in the stadium. Like everybody was roaring, wanting him to get on, and he'll definitely be very important to this playoff run. I mean, we know Vanny's going to stick with the one striker system. And I think Yovelich is definitely going to find some playing time when, you know, it's a 0-0 game or the Galaxy need a goal to tie it and put it to extra time. I think it's definitely going to be a situation for Yovelich to rise up to the occasion. Now, the thing is, he hasn't really scored a goal from a substitute appearance in some time. So he's not really in the best of form when it comes to that. And I think just overall, um, having a striker like Yovelich, who's, you know, I guess I can say a proven goal scorer in MLS, like he can score goals in this league. And he can do it off the bench is such a helpful asset to this team. Um, I, I mean, Chicharito, yeah, he didn't score, but he's still very impactful, not only in drawing those penalties, but I think really in the hold up play as well. But if he's not having a good game or maybe, you know, at times he's just, you know, taking out all his energy because we know Chicharito loves to leave everything out on the pitch. You have an excellent striker, a starting caliber striker coming off the bench who can inject another, you know, energy in the, in the stadium with the Galaxy play at home and just also just provide something else more like Yovelich, you know, 
he's great when it comes to headers. He's a good set piece um, player. He's dangerous from those situations. So I think he's definitely going to be, you know, someone to watch for uh, during the Galaxy's playoff run. Yeah, and I think to me that the thing about Jovalich, um, you know, we we we've seen that Greg, Greg Vanny now is is, is going to stick with that four three three. But I think if there is a game, because it seemed like they weren't going to risk, they weren't going to they weren't going to be uh, too risky with this game because if they, if they lost, then they were going to be you know complicate things for them. I think they were comfortable with, with the tie. But if there's a game like with there will be come playoff time when it's like one one or they could be down. Greg Vanny, I feel like we'll have to change the formation, you know, instead of a 4-3-3 if it's not working or, you know, or if they've been limited on their offense and we'll have to go, uh, you know, with the, with the two forward formation because I think that's one of the things that Joe Village will allow you to do. Um, and, I, and I think that, that to me, the only that's been the biggest critique of Greg Vanny if, that he hasn't been able to play uh, Joe Village and Chicharito together. But we know now that obviously he likes to one the one striker formation, but I think there I'd is going to be a game. Argue, I'd also argue that they just play a lot better when it comes to one striker. Like in the games when they've played with two, there's maybe been like one that comes to mind where the Galaxy would, as a collective would, have played good. I would agree since Ricky Puj has joined the team, but before, but prior to joining the team, the offense is, has not as flowed uh, as consistent. I think because I think it's working now better because of Ricky Puj if we're going to be honest. And I think prior um, are these bumps in the road is because you have someone there in the midfield that can control the game and distribute the ball and, and, and open up the, open up those lines and open up the things and, and assist Chicharito on the run. You know, and I, like I said, I don't feel like that, that much pressure is on him to just create, you know, when, when you have a facilitator. And I think now, um, now that Riggy Pooja is there, but I think I, I do feel like there is going to be a game where the four three three, they're gonna meet uh who is it, a Nashville in the first round or whoever, or Portland or Dallas, whoever, you know, they're gonna meet them in the first round and it's not gonna be easy. But they're they're you know, I think I think second half, I'm not saying I'm I'm I I'm not saying he's, he should start with the two forward formation because I don't think that's what he's gonna do. But I think second half come the 60th minute, 70th, when you have to go all in, I think having Chicharito and Jovic, um, I think he will have to switch the formation somehow to have those two. Because, look, if you're going to go out, you you might as well go out with Jovic and Chicharito on the pitch, you know, if the 4-3-3 formation is not working out. I, 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 I would, I, to me, I would find it hard to believe that Chicharito is not there in the, in the, that Chicharito is not there in the, and play does not play 90 minutes in the, in the, in the playoff game. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's getting subbed out and, and, and come playoff time. You know what I'm saying? And if it, if it, that's what I'm saying, and for whatever yeah, reason for it's sure. a tight game, then you 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 throw both of them in there. But I, I like the four three three formation. I, um, but I think when, if they get if they get challenged, throw Jovic in there and then you make it work. <laughs> you know? That, yeah, that, for that's, sure. It's so that's helpful that they have a player like him and just coming off the bench too. Like he just provides a different dynamic and. Again, like if the guys are playing at home, like you know the fans love him, so they're gonna he's gonna provide a new spark and energy in that stadium as well. Yeah, no, I I agree, and I think um, and I think yeah, Jova just to me it's just he's an exciting player, man. He he he's cool, he's cool, he's cool to see. He's he's done. Um, he, look, he's played as well, and he understands that. Look, he's not gonna play over Chicharito. He's not, you know, and and it's not been as. It's been as easy maybe for him than, than other players. But let, let's look at the standings. Um, 
obviously the Galaxy right there in fourth place. I know we talked about this earlier. Fourth place for 47 points. Like I said, some of their opponents could be Nashville, Portland, Minnesota, and they could potentially even face RSL um, somewhere down the and line. Vancouver. Because, uh, Vancouver. Vancouver Vancouver's as well. Out. Yeah, Vancouver's not out. So depending how all plays out, but like it's very tight. And obviously we already know LASC will be number one. Um, and obviously Austin FC, Austin and LAFC are the two teams that are not that are not um, moving um, from their position. Yeah, they'll stay it's there. Just, it's just those. Um, how good does Alex? How good does it feel to, to know that the Galaxy are, are are playing in the playoffs again, and then they they're going to face one of, one of these teams? You know, because they're, they're rolling right now. Even the you know everything has been breaking the Galaxy's way this season. I feel like. Even though they've, you know, there's been games like, hey, they should have got the win, but then the rest of the MLS helps them out, you know, and it and it and just turns out it just turns out just this way for the Galaxy this season. Yeah, I mean, they just got hot at the right time of year, and I mean, having a player like that to Puj, I think, like Puj is adding fear. Like teams don't want to face the Galaxy. Like you can see they're playing good soccer, they're able to dominate their opponents, and I I think you know just being able to have a home playoff game is just a huge boost as well. I mean. We remember earlier in the season, the Galaxy were as low as ninth place in the standings, and they're able to climb up to possibly go up to third. So that's incredible to think about. And I think just really having that security and I, I guess having, you know, I guess having that that experience that is Greg Vanny, who is, you know, an experienced manager when it comes to the playoffs. Like he knows how teams can get it done. He's been there three times to the MLS Cup uh, final. So he knows what it takes for a team to be able to grind out results or you know, being able to manage uh, playoff games. So having a manager like him, I think, has been really helpful because with uh, with Guillermo, you uh, Guillermo Barcelona, you know, he this was his you know first job in MLS, coming as a manager after you know being in the in the earlier years of MLS and having to adapt to that. So I think having Greg Vanny there, and I think Vanny just tactically knows what he, this this team's strengths are, and I think he'll figure out a way to get this team to make a decent run. I, I don't think there'll be a team that leaves in the first round. I think they'll. You know, I think they'll at least make it. This is my early prediction. I think they'll at least make it to the Western Conference Finals. I think they'll definitely. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah, I think they're definitely a team that's hot at the right time. They have excellent players, game changers um, on that pitch. You know, it, it, they have, I, I would say, their their best, you know, set piece taker, Douglas Costa now. Like, he's going to be the penalty guy. So I don't really worry too much about penalties if Costa is the guy to take them. And again, they're a team that I don't think anybody wants to face, right? Like, we talked about Dallas in a bit of, you know, some bad form. Austin, I guess you can say as well. LSC kind of slumped a little bit, but are getting that back up again. Nashville lost to, to Houston. Portland lost to LAFC. Minnesota have been slipping in the standings for a while now, same as with RSL. And I think the only hot team you can say is uh, Vancouver, but the, even they have, like, a low possibility of making it to the playoffs. So I think this Galaxy team is hot at the right time while the rest of the other teams are not really in the form that the Galaxy are in right now. So that's why I say that you know, they'll make it to the Western Conference Finals. And whichever team they face, they're going to give them a very difficult time. Yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't feel like you're far off with, with with that prediction. Look, if they finish if they finish third or fourth, I can see that. But if they finish fifth, it's hard. It, it, it just gets harder, right? It just gets harder. But I think if you have one, if you're able to get one or two first-round games, then I, I really see that possibility for the, for the Galaxy, you know, making it to the Western Conference Finals. And then you will have to assume that it would be LAFC just because they want supporter shield and everything like that. So if we potentially get another derby game, another and this time for a Western Conference final. Yeah, a lot bigger stakes than the last time. I think the last time might have been like the second round. 
It was the second yeah. round of the first time they faced, but this time, yeah, it's a trip to MLS Cup. MLS Cup, and I would, I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Yeah, look, well, hopefully that happens. Yeah, <laughs> we still got decision day Sunday. Yeah, let's uh, not get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Maybe we could talk about the next next show. But yeah, decision day next next weekend, and we and then we'll come back next week and talk about to see where the Galaxy land, if they're gonna have a playoff game or if they're gonna be on the road. Um, and all those things. But Alex, I want to thank you for being on, my brother. It was great to see you. Um, good, uh, Continue doing your work on the striker. I see what you're doing, man. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll have you back soon enough. So for Alex, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time.